Hey, 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 Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Um, this is the Going Over the Schedule episode. That's right. It's supposed to be Rising Stars, but I decided to push it back a bit. Um, before we get into it, let's get into our uh, our uh, little housekeeping, guys. Go to um, Apple Podcast or uh, iTunes and leave a review. Go to the also you could go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page, leave a review as well. Uh, those help us get seen. Uh, also, hit me up on the DM or a private message. Tell me your full name, address. And I will send you a, a Maniacs logo sticker. Um, so let's get into this. Let's go over the schedule. Um, I wanted to actually do something tonight that uh, was um, like made me excited, right? After this whole having to test for COVID-19 and all the hoops. I mean, trust me, there are hoops you have to jump through when you test and all this stuff, especially with work. So I just really wanted to do something that um, I wanted to do tonight when it came to the podcast. By the way, all of you guys who sent me private messages uh, and uh, curious, uh, wondering how I was doing, telling me they were happy to hear that I was okay, thank you. I'm fantastic. I really appreciate everything you guys do. Maniacs are the best fan base. I love it. So let's get into the schedule, right? Um, I'll be honest, right? Are we, we have a ebb and flow to this season, right? I mean, at the beginning, you got Washington. So let's go over it and then I'll go over to how I think we'll do game one at Washington, right? Game two at home against Ball State. Game three, uh, at home against Arkansas, Arkansas State. Game four, against Wisconsin, at home. Game five, at home against Penn State. Then we travel to East Lansing, uh, play Michigan State. Then we go on the road once again and play Minnesota. Uh, then we come home, play Purdue. And then we play Maryland the week after that, at home, big house. Then we go to Rutgers, play them. And then Indiana at home. And then we finish off at the shoe, right? So if you noticed, it starts off with a pretty good test, easy two games. And then you've got this gauntlet of four, right? Tough. You got Wisconsin, Penn State, at Michigan State, at Minnesota. Now, listen, I always think that Michigan State's a fucking uh, garbage school. I never give them credit for anything, and I think we'll whip their ass. But still, they are a rival, and they need to be treated as such, right? Because throughout history, even though we have crushed them the majority of the time, once we take them lightly, they kind of sneak up and bite us. Um, so let's get into this. Uh, first game of the year, Washington. I Like I said uh, on the Ask Me Anything, we don't traditionally travel well to the West Coast. Um, I know it's been a while. I get it. Uh, we, even if you watched last year, we didn't do well as an away team. So that makes me a little bit nervous. We're going to have a uh, starting quarterback, a new starting quarterback for the very first time. That makes me a little bit nervous. But the thing that makes me 
less uh, scared about this win is that they lost Jacob Eason. I think that was his name, Jacob Eason. They lost their head coach, more important, uh, and they're kind of in disarray as well. So uh, I feel good about this. I'm a little, you know, I'm a little scared, but I feel good that we're in a much better situation than they are, especially with COVID-19 fucking everything up. So I really think that we're in a much better situation. I think it's going to be a close game only because we're both teams are going to be sluggish. I think every, I think the first week of college football, maybe even the first month of college football is going to be sluggish, sluggish, ugly football just because we have they haven't had the time to practice to gel to figure each other out all that kind of stuff so i see a 17 10 win for us in that game um i think we'll we'll have it under control for the most part maybe 17 3 uh washington gets a touchdown and close to the end or mid fourth quarter make it a little bit stressful but i think we pull it out and then we go and we come back home, play Ball State. Jason Whitlock's fucking school. Uh, we whip their ass. I'm going to say 56-7 on that one. We follow that up with the 54-3 beatdown of Arkansas State. Um, then we hit Wisconsin. Now, the back these back-to-back games here with Wisconsin and Penn State um, for the last four years, whoever played at home won. So I would assume this will hold serve with that, and I, I really do believe that Wisconsin doesn't have, uh, doesn't have Taylor anymore. I know they had some kid who looked good against us last season in garbage time after Taylor left the field. Um, not convinced. I'm just. I'm never convinced. The only thing I'm ever convinced that Wisconsin's going to have is a great offensive line and a really good running back. But even then, I still need to see the running back run. I know blind faith that Wisconsin's going to have a great offensive line, right? Um, so I think hold. I think hold, uh, home team holds court, right? And we win twenty-seven seventeen, right? I, I do. I don't think. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But I think we do pull it out because we're at home. We're a much better team at home in the big house than we are away, obviously. And also, like I said. We're two and two against Wisconsin in the last four years. The two losses were at Wisconsin. The two wins were at the Big House. So I don't see why that would change. Um, then following, same thing with Penn State. Now, granted, we're three and two, I believe, in in Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan against Penn State. So we pulled off a what 2015 win at the at Happy Valley. But Big House this year, we win 31-20. I, I don't even think it's going to be that close. I think we'll be winning pretty easily, and then they get a garbage time touchdown to make it look respectable, right? I I don't have faith in the bald-headed cheerleader, which is Harrison. I really don't, or whatever his name is. Key and Peel, that fucking dude. Uh, poor man's Key and Peel. I, I'm, I, I have zero faith in that guy. I don't think he can coach. I think he can fucking cheerlead. I think he can recruit. I'll give him credit on that. But fuck, in, in hard situations, that motherfucker has proven time and time again he cannot coach in hard situations, in stress-filled situations. And in the big house, he gets blown the fuck out. 
and that's that's what I see this time. I, I know I said thirty one twenty, but I can see it being thirty one ten going into the third, and maybe we allow some shit happen, right? I just I I just have zero faith that Penn State's going to beat us at home. Then we go into East Lansing, the toilet bowl outside of Flint, Michigan, of Michigan. Um, yeah, there's nothing good about Michigan State. What are you going to say about Michigan State? Seriously, what what good about Michigan State is there to be said? They have a new head coach after taking over the fucking disaster, which is the football program, right? After all the stuff D'Antonio left behind, he, like, lit a garbage, a, a dumpster fire and just let it burn. I mean, bums won't even go around that dumpster fire. It's so bad. I mean, yeah, COVID-19 fucks up everything. He can't recruit for shit right now. And then they have no real talent coming back. They lost all the talent. I mean, if you even call it talent, they lost whatever they had going into the NFL draft or graduation. They had nothing really coming back. They stink. We're going to fucking put a beat down on that team. I think we beat Michigan State 42-10. I really do. Now, this is a gauntlet. Now, this, granted, anything can happen in these four games, but still rough, right? I mean... Mich- I mean, Wisconsin's going to be in the probably the top 15. Same with Penn State. Penn State probably in the top 10 by the time we play them. So those are going to be two quality wins for Harbaugh. Very impressive. Michigan State, <laughs> will they be uh, ranked 100th at that point in time? Who gives a fuck? I hate that school. So anyways, we go on. Um, the next one. This is the one that I, I can't. <sighs> I have a hard time with. We're playing at Minnesota. At Minnesota. I don't respect Minnesota. I have never respected Minnesota. Uh, if you look at the head-to-head we own, I think we have a, like, 80 uh, win. You know, like, we have over 80 wins against them head-to-head. Whatever. It's We should feel dis, we, we should feel disrespect, or we should not respect them when we look at them. But then you've got the disembodied penis of Tony Robbins as their head coach, PJ Fleck, row the boat, the, uh, the fucking cult leader of all cult leaders of college football, PJ Fleck, row the boat. Do you know row the boats on the, or row is on their fucking helmets? These fucking idiots need to be so much reminded that they have to row the fucking boat that it's got to be on their goddamn helmet. It's, I can't stand this team. But, listen, once again, God has shined down upon them, and their their their, rec- their schedule is not that hard. I mean, they do have four quality games. I, I had to search it out, but they do have four quality games, right? And I'll give it to them. Iowa, September 18th, followed up by BYU. Both of those, by the way, are at home. Then... They take a week off, and then they play at Wisconsin. That's going to be an absolute loss. I think they could probably lose to Iowa, depending on how, on Iowa's quarterback situation. Don't know, really know how where that's at with Nate Stanley being gone. But I'm going to hope Iowa can pull this out. Um, we all know Iowa's a much different team on the road than they are at home, almost unbeatable at home. And then they play us. December, I mean, uh, October 17th. So those are the four hard schools, right? Two in their own division, 
Michigan, and then BYU. And I'm being generous when I say BYU because I don't fucking know what those Mormons are bringing back to to the table. I just don't. I know they're probably going to be solid. I know they're probably going to play hard. So I'm hoping they can pull off a fucking win. But, I mean, P.J. Fleck, nowhere do you see Penn State. Nowhere do you see Ohio. You don't see any of the real quality schools of the East outside of just Michigan. I mean, it's laughable. If you take Michigan out of this schedule, it's a laughable schedule. And the only reason why it's somewhat quality is because they have to play Wisconsin or Iowa because they're in the same fucking division. Wisconsin, I mean, Minnesota's going to get way more hype than they deserve because they're playing another weak-ass fucking schedule. It's much easier. If you have four quality games and you play three of them at home, don't tell me to fucking take you seriously. Please, just don't do it. I, I don't care. I'm not going to do that. I still think we win this game because they're fucking Minnesota. I think we're a better team. I think we've always been a better team. I can't wait till we fucking play this team and we can prove it. I want to beat the fuck out of this team. But we are not a great team on the road. Now, maybe we have some leaders show up like Amory Thomas, which I'm very excited to see what he does. Andre Selvin, being a young kid who I think is a rising star, he will show out. And he has nothing but leader written all over his fucking face. This kid is a leader. We get Joe Milton or Dylan McCaffrey, because even though I think Joe Milton was is probably going to be a much better quarterback than Dylan McCaffrey, I still love Dylan McCaffrey's cool, calm confidence when it comes to being a leader out on that field. So even if Dylan wins the job, I'm, I feel very good with the leadership on the field. That's something I didn't feel when Shea Patterson was on the field. I just didn't. I had no faith that Shea Patterson was leading the troops anywhere. <coughs> Nowhere. I had no faith. But with Dylan, I absolutely believe in that kid. He comes from great stock. Great stock, that fucking kid. That family, that McCaffrey family's top-notch, in my opinion. But I, I have all the faith in the world that Milton can do it, too. So I think we we could be at least a 10-point win here. But I'm going to say we win 24-21, right? That's going to, it's going to be close. I'll give Minnesota their fucking due. Um, I fucking hate that. I, I don't even watch that team, and I dislike them. And those are usually the teams I like to cheer for. Right, I usually have Minnesota and Purdue in the same kind of boat because I, I want those teams to do well, but I can't. I can't stand PJ Fleck. He's such a fucking dickhole. He is. He is such a dickhole. He's like a evangelist preacher who's dirty as fuck. He's like Jim Baker. You know what I mean? He's like the football version of Jim fucking Baker. Just a complete and utter fake douche. Um. Can't stand the guy. I think he's a big fat phony. Absolutely. Anybody who fucking tries to preach, row the boat, all this fucking cult leader bullshit is there's always something behind his fucking horseshit. There's always. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline something and i can't wait till it comes out because i'm going to claim 100 credit on this one 
Um, then we come back home and we play Purdue. That'll be a 37-13 win. I have us winning. It could be greater. It could be less. I, I, I really do think it, it could be complete and utter blowout. I don't see Purdue coming back with anything, really. Uh, plus, we're at home. I mean, Michigan at home, like I've said this throughout this whole fucking episode, we are a different team at home. We're going to whip Purdue's ass. Um, then we stay at home again and we play Maryland. Okay. I'll give them the same kind of respect that we had last year. I'm, they, they've got at least one five star they, they took from some other team, Alabama or somewhere, Georgia or something, a wide receiver. So maybe they might be all right, but they lost McFarland, their, their main running back. Um, I don't know where their quarterback situation is right now. It's embarrassing. The, the, the coach, not great. Look at it at Alabama, but overall, once he had his his second shot, Loxley at second shot at head coaching does doesn't look great at all. But I'll give him a thirty eight. We'll win thirty eight seventeen. I'll give him that. It'll be one of those where we get out ahead and then we'll just kind of coast, right? We'll just kind of coast. Um, the Harbaugh special, as I like to say. Then we go out to fucking uh, Piscataway. Uh, New Jersey, um, and we'll just fucking whip uh, Rutgers like we always do. I th- that definitely shouldn't even be a game we worry about. We'll win that one fifty-one ten. Uh, Rutgers, they might make a small improvement with what's his nuts, Shiano coming back because he was really the only head coach that made um, Rutgers even respectable back in the day when they had Ray Rice. But overall. They're not. He's not doing anything in his first year. They suck. I mean, they fucking suck. So then we go into the trap game of all trap games. And, of course, I don't know what Indiana has done to get put into this position for, like, what seems the last six or seven fucking years. I know that's probably not legitimately correct, right? It's not, like, factually correct. But still, it seems like if you ever think the game before... Ohio State, who do we play? Your first thought is Indiana. Um, it's a trap game. Always is, because we're always looking to Ohio State. Last year, which was impressive, we whipped the shit out of them at home at in Indiana, in Bloomington, when they were really riding high, and they thought they had a fucking chance. Uh, once again, I think they're going to be a solid team. I really do. I think they are going to be a very solid team. They just suffer from the same thing we all suffer from. We're in the East. You can't be Indiana and be in the East Division and think that you are going to be on a on a regular basis Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. It's just not going to happen. So at best, if you're Indiana, you're fourth. At best. Maybe, maybe, long shot, long shot, you're fucking third. That means Penn State or Michigan is fucked up somehow. And with fucking Harrison, the fucking cheerleader, I don't like him as a coach, but he's a great recruiter. So he'll always have good teams at Penn State. Harbaugh, solid. I could be great if he could just be Petty Jim again instead of this fucking mopey douche that he's being recently. If he can just be the weirdo petty guy that we all grew to love in his first season at Michigan, it works. It's fantastic. It's something that I can appreciate. I get being a fucking uh, petty dickhead. I do. I get it. I appreciate it. That's the one thing I always loved about him. And is, but I don't know what we have now. So 
But still, uh, uh, even a somber Jim Harbaugh is better than anything Indiana can throw at us head coach-wise, right? Um, so, yeah, we'll beat him again. I think probably Nico Collins has another big fucking day. Um, you're looking at a 31-21 win. I'll give him that credit because it's a trap game. <sighs> Which leads us up to the Ohio State game. The Ohio game. The game. The most depressing, soul-beating fucking game that we've had to face over the last X amount of fucking years. Um, fuck, dude. I even left this one empty. I don't know. I want to say that we're going to win. I always say every year we're going to beat them. 2015, I didn't think we're, in 2015, I did not think we were going to beat Ohio State. I just didn't. We didn't have the team. We didn't have the speed. We didn't have any of it. But every year, well, 2017, once we had O'Corn, I, I knew we were fucked. But 2016, I knew we were, I, I we were going to win. I was let down because the refs were bought off and paid by old Urban Meyer. Um, and and probably probably the Big Ten as well. And then also uh, 2019, I thought for sure we got it. 2018, I thought for sure. Uh, 2018, I thought for sure we had it. Um, 2019, I, I really think we had a we had a shot. But like, I digress. Um, once again, they don't have a tough uh, schedule. I mean, they play. Okay, I'll give them credit. They play Oregon early in the season, and that's September 12th. At Oregon, that's a tough fucking place to play. Very tough place to play. They have to travel to the West Coast. They're not great at it either. I hate to break it to all you Ohio State fans that listen to this, which there are a few. Um, you don't you don't travel well. Not to the West Coast. Uh, that'll be that. That's going to be tough. And then you play Iowa in in the in the shoe. You go to Penn State, and then you play Michigan at the shoe. So. Four games, four tough, decent games. I mean, at Penn State's tough, at Oregon's tough, and you get Iowa at the shoe, which Iowa never really plays well away from fucking wherever, Kinnick or whatever they call that fucking stadium. And then who knows what you're going to get with us. If we have leadership, if we have, te- if we have boys who will step up and be fucking men and hold – and do the Tom Brady. And when I say that, I'm not talking about Tom Brady, Michigan. I'm talking about Tom Brady, uh, Patriots. Because the coaches can only hold the players to accountability so much. And then you need star players to buy into the system and expect the rest of them to fall into line. And that's the reason why the Patriots were so good is because Belichick was tough. He laid out a hard, a hard outline of how the team should play. And Tom Brady, their best player, bought in and held everybody else up to his standard. That's why they were so successful. And until Michigan has fucking star players, and I'm looking at you, Ambry Thomas, I'm looking at you, Nico Collins, I'm looking at whoever the starting quarterback is, I'm looking at all of you and I'm saying, step the fuck up. Hold each other to the highest standard. And you, we will beat Ohio State. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Yes, I know they're recruiting. They're the number one class by a mile for 2021. 
big fucking deal. Our 2020, whatever. I don't give a fuck how they're recruiting right now. Just don't, because we're not that far away. 2019 and 2018 weren't losses because they were better than us, talent-wise. It was because they are mentally stronger and mentally more prepared than we were. 2017, you could say we outplayed them except for uh, half of the fourth quarter. Mentally stronger than we were in that. 2016, the game was bought and paid for. It doesn't matter. We outplayed them. We looked better. Granted, Wilton Spate was hurt. We fucked some shit up in that regard, whatever. But still, 2016, we won that game. I will never say we lost that game. We won that game. Everybody knows we won that game. All those fucking referees that were bought and paid for know we won that game. Urban Meyer knows we won that game. Everyone in the fucking stands at Columbia and fucking the horseshoe knew we won that game. (sighs) Anyways, so I'm leaving it empty for now, and I will change it later as I see what leadership either evolves or doesn't exist in our team as we move forward. I really do have high hopes, as I always do, that Michigan's going to be one of the best teams in the country. We have the talent. Everywhere you look, we have talent this year. And if we get solid quarter, like solid leadership from the quarterback position and a guy who can fucking see the field and make the right goddamn call, we are a dick hair away from being elite. But we got to step up and we got to be leaders. In the, and here's the thing how, to the fans, too. How about when fucking big time teams come into the, to the fucking big house? You show the fuck up. You don't sell your goddamn tickets. And next year, not this season, but 2021, when fucking Ohio State comes back to the goddamn big house, don't sell your fucking tickets. Show the fuck up. If the big house has more crimson and fucking gray in it, I mean, yeah, no, scarlet and crimson what am i talking about scarlet and gray if they have more scarlet and gray in the goddamn stands in the big house than fucking maize and blue then we have done a shitty job as fans as well plain and fucking simple i don't care if we've lost a hundred in a row to these motherfuckers we should never let them walk into our home and own the goddamn stadium so i'm waiting to see i'm going to hold off on that one i'm leaning towards we win just like fucking always. But I'm leading towards it. Let's see. Let's see, Amory Thomas. Can you be the leader? I think you can, because I know you can't. Right? Nico, stand up and be a fucking leader. Joe Milton or Dylan McCaffrey, fucking hold everybody accountable to the highest level. Do something. And we do that. If the captains actually be fucking captains on this team, then we're going to fucking win. So let's do this. I think we're going to have a great season. I can't wait to see this season. I This is the episode I wanted to do because it makes me fucking fall in love and feel alive again with Michigan football. Uh, I hope you guys like this episode. Thank you, guys. And like I always say, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.